0: Buddy, welcome to episode 49 of Ooh. the Whiteboard Brief Podcast. I think I'm holding this mic a little too close <laughs> to my mouth.
1: S- <laughs> I'm surprised I got started mine. started
0: to sound a Hold little bit raspy there. Um, but anyways, the weather is getting chillier. I absolutely hate it. I hate it. I just, I don't... I like the warm sun.
1: I still don't have heat in my house, so I hate it even more.
0: I yeah, me either. Uh, we gotta... Uh, so, when I when i bought my house i didn't know what the state of the fireplace was cuz we have a fireplace in the living room oh, nice. and everyone that i've talked to and quotes that i've tried to get online to to get that fireplace in working order it's like 3 grand 4 grand oh, like send a camera up it to look at it make sure it's safe repoint it like the whole 9 yards i was like f that not that important to me so i went to home depot and i got this little electric fire simulator that throws off heat so I plug it in and put it in the fireplace, and <laughs> it looks like a fire, and it's it, it throws off some heat. so gonna, I was It warms up.
1: Of how much? How warm it was.
0: Takes the chill out. I mean, it's not a very big living room, but it does the job.
1: But fireplaces are so cozy.
0: They are cozy
1: until they're not. Until it's too hot. They're
0: cozy right? until you got to pay four grand to get it in working order, quote unquote. Uh,
1: do you know if it's not working or?
0: No, that's the thing. You could pay that money, and they could send the camera and be like, Oh, no, bro, you're good."
1: you got to find a friend.
0: I've been trying for years.
1: Ugh. Anyone <laughs> out there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just in general. <laughs> Just in general. I've been looking for years for those people. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's getting colder. Although tomorrow is going to be kind of warm out, Keeny which will weather. be a saving grace. But
1: No, seriously, there's been no fall. It went from 80 degrees, a little bit like high 70s, and all of a sudden it was in the 50s.
0: Well, what is fall?
1: I would say like high 60s. All right. Like low 70s. We like had...
0: We had a few of them.
1: Yeah, but, like, uh, the day where you'd have to have, like, a light jacket in the morning and then you get in your car and you're, like, sweating your butt off. Yeah,
0: where you can't adapt. I would say fall is, like, mid-afternoon t-shirt outside where morning and night you need a light jacket or a sweatshirt. Like, that is prime time. Sweater weather. Sweater weather.
1: Did you know that video from SNL? Sweater weather. I feel like I've seen it.
0: We'll have to watch it after.
1: (laughs) Um... Yeah, but something where you could, like, wear, a, like, a big, chunky sweater and, like, get away with, like, a skirt. And yeah. you're not. Yeah. And it's okay. I don't know. I,
0: I truly <laughs> enjoy when it gets to the point where it's sweatshirt on top, shorts on bottom. Mm. But I've had to wear my sweatpants lately. And you know what I really hate about this weather? So. Tell me. This could be just me. But y- you come inside where it's warmer, right? Yeah. And your feet start to sweat a little bit in your shoes. And then you go outside where it's a little bit cooler. And now it's not warm enough to keep your feet warm. So that sweat now starts to cool your feet down and you start (laughs) to get cold feet. That's one thing that I really hate about this time of year. And it started to happen. Or especially like when you're in your car and you turn the heat on a little bit. And now that warm air is blowing on your feet causing them to sweat. And then you get out of the car. And now the cool air is there causing your feet to get cold again.
1: So what I'm surmising from this is that your feet are hot, constantly. Like you're sweating constantly in your feet.
0: Yeah, and they're constantly cold. Do
1: you have like very uh, thick socks?
0: No, <laughs> white socks.
1: Oh. oh, well, I should okay. That but makes like sense. white shoes, white socks.
0: in the summertime, predominantly flip flops. Oh, which by the way, I bought a new pair of white Reeboks. It's been shoes? Yeah, workout shoes. Do
1: you, are we doing like? Are we I'm getting rid these of old of ones. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. no, no, no. Them? I'm gonna
0: get rid of a <laughs> lot of them. So what I do now cemetery. is cemetery. I cycle them so my current workout shoes i will now have as my recreational shoes
1: i do that too and my
0: now my new workout shoes would be my new workout shoes
1: okay i have my coaching shoes or my workout shoes will be my coaching shoes but i'll get new workout shoes so like well i mean they're just running shoes right now because they're comfy but yeah okay so oh that makes sense
0: but my promise to you is we will get rid of some of those i mean i
1: don't care i just
0: no no, no you do care
1: I, mean, I, I, care about <laughs> I care about everything
0: in here. <laughs> no, 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 you do. But we have a dumpster now, so we are more capable of getting rid of hey. shit. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm so excited.
0: I know, I can't wait. Um, all right, before we get into the topic, I got one more story for you. I told you that I got banned from the workout club in Salem, right? Because I went to use their sauna one too many times.
1: No, I knew you were in there. I was wondering why you were there. Because you said something about people doing something. And I was like, why is he yeah. there? But I didn't ask. I'm so, like, so whatever.
0: Sometimes when I, I'm not coaching on the weekend. And like I'm not going anywhere. And I'm just hanging out. Yeah. I will sign up on their website for the three-day free pass. Okay. I will show up. And I'll just go use the sauna. Yeah. Like a little bit of recovery. Feel good. Whatever oh, it sounds is. sounds great. Okay, it yep. was fantastic. But this last time, they caught on. And they were like, "Ah, sir, you've done this like five times. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like I did it when I first moved to the area thinking about joining and then, you know, thinking about it again. And they're like, no, 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 sir. Like we have the dates, your pictures in the system. They're like, we'll let you go this time. But you can't do this anymore (laughs) until you sign up.
1: Wait, are you is it a free pass or is it
0: three day free trial? Oh,
1: snap. Okay, (laughs) I
0: blame them. I blame them because it's on their website open. You can't just say you can't sign up for this anymore if you just put it there on your website.
1: Are you using the same email?
0: I don't know. I switched it up a couple times. Oh, well, you should. But that's why my picture was in the system. So they saw the name, the different (laughs) emails, but then the picture.
1: They must have flagged you.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Whatever. So I got to find a new place to free pass it for Saunas.
1: Oh, I don't know anywhere that has them. You should sh- just get the sauna bag. Isn't there like a bag that you can buy?
0: I can just turn my heat up really high. There you go. At yeah. the house, <laughs> <laughs> sweat everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, that's so funny. All right. Anyways, topic of today. Can we I also do a side note? Yes. Do you
1: want to hear my biggest pet peeve in the entire world? My white shoes. No. What? When people say the word "anyways," I'm not lying. Did I, I just say it? it? You said it twice. Not counting. Oh, triggered. No, but triggered. <laughs> I totally. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, You know what it is It's because somebody Used to make fun of me Because I hated it In high school I had a friend That was d- um, dating a freshman And we were older Yeah And he used to say it And I'm like Oh Like it just sounds So rude to me Some Like not all the, Not sometimes All the time It just sounds I for I can me. see that But again That's just me overthinking So it's whenever Like if I interrupt you And then you're going back To what you're talking You're like anyways And it's just kind of Like a big middle finger That's how it comes off to me uh, Again Not that anybody That says it is actually meaning that but in my head yeah that's me just thinking everyone's hating me and they're like anyways and then I, they go back to what they wanted to talk about i so
0: can see it i know i can me. i can see it being that way and i never thought of it like that like i've always had it as like a transition which i clearly do it mindlessly but because i didn't even know i said right, it
1: but so you're not being an, an asshole but i'm taking it as like you know just overthinking a
0: few time to change the yeah. subject
1: <laughs> No. There, so don't think that you have to not say it around like i don't care but every time i hear it no matter who it is i kind of go and i just have like this little like moment where i'm like oh i hate it well ju- just in case don't it happens change that because of my craziness
0: if there's an awkward pause now and then a random transition of topic it's mm-hmm. because i'm deleting that word
1: no i don't care. people know what's there, going on there is a good way to use i do think that people have a good way it can be used. Mm-hmm. But again, that's my own uh, brain creating a scenario that's not actually happening. Do I think people mean it sometimes? Yes. But not all the time. I do think people are just kind of like flipping me off sometimes. Not to me specifically, but...
0: I'm going to th- I'm gonna throw up with how bad I want to use it right now. <laughs> I
1: don't, go for it. Don't <laughs> change. Do not change because of me.
0: Shifting gears.
1: <laughs> oh, that one's nice.
0: All right. Anyways.
1: <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Oh, sorry. To get I didn't. That. I <laughs> didn't even know that happened. <laughs>
0: now I have to mark this episode as explicit. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Mechanics, consistency, <laughs> intensity. So, getting into the subject for today, the reason that we wanted to bring it in is the situation that we see sometimes is if we get into a workout or someone gets into a workout and they choose a weight, mm-hmm. and then halfway through that workout, sometimes that weight gets reduced Mm -hmm. and there's a time and a place for that. Sometimes you should stick with that weight and sometimes the house is on fire and you should bring that weight down. Mm -hmm. So we want to fill in the gap there of understanding when it's right to stick with the weight and when it's right to reduce the weight in the middle of a workout and not just have the idea be, Oh shit, this movement just got really hard halfway through the workout, let me reduce the weight because now it's hard. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily the time, but there's a couple other things that go into that, um, that you want to keep in mind when you're making that decision to, to lessen the weight. And oftentimes you should let that happen as the coach coming around and saying, Hey, this is a good time to take the weight down because we're the ones kind of seeing the movement and it'll make more sense when we get into the details of, of why. Yeah. So we talked about just before the podcast, two avenues where we want to make sure that we're looking at it that's taking the weight off the bar prematurely and keeping the weight on the bar even though it gets heavy and if you follow the criteria of a canis consistency intensity which is level one stuff we go over it in the intro class it's making sure that you follow that pathway or that equation to understand when it's okay to bring in intensity Mm -hmm. now i would say agree or disagree Intensity comes in many different forms. It's not just speed of the workout, but it's also weight that you choose, uh, complexity of the movement, higher skill, lower skill, Mm -hmm. changing it up in any way changes the intensity of what you're used to. So therefore intensity is getting higher. So the big two before that mechanics and consistency is making sure that you're moving properly. One. Listening to your coaches as we go over the specific warm up and the progressions, Mm -hmm. making sure that you're doing that time and time again, which is oftentimes why we say, all right, let's get five reps here now and then relax. And it's making sure that we're doing that movement properly, like we just taught for multiples of reps. And then once you're displaying that, that's when it's okay to start to look at intensity, whether we're going to add weight to the bar, whether we're going to move faster, so on and so forth. So now the biggest thing and you just talked about this being pet peeve <laughs> right when someone's in the middle of a workout and it gets hard with say 95 pounds on a thruster okay and then they take the weight off the bar because it's hard but you as a coach standing off in a corner those thrusters still look great fantastic mm-hmm. good mechanics good consistency they're just a little bit slower now mm-hmm. and say the stimulus of that workout was five rounds in 10 minutes Okay. And they're going at a pace of maybe three and a half with that same weight. What would your thoughts be on that situation?
1: So if I am seeing them lap, like get lapped, then that would be a probab- I would probably step in at some point mm-hmm. and change the weight. Or I would actually have them like, so if say it was five rounds of like 10 thrusters, 10 burpees and like you try and get it done in 10 minutes. Yep. Um, I, would let th- I would try and see where they're at compared to everybody else. And if I feel like they're all going to finish around the same time, like if they're not that far behind, I'm going to... I want them to stay where they're at. Even if everyone else is going unbroken, but they're breaking theirs up. Um, if they start to get like two laps behind, but they're still moving well, then I might come over and be like, hey, let's do five thrusters instead. So you're still working at a heavier weight so you can get used to it. Mm-hmm. And you're fatigued. Ra- that way you can catch up a little bit because... Ideally, we don't want to have like a 10 minute workout and you're finishing in 17 if you finish in 12 or 13 I'm not going to be too concerned with that mm-hmm. um, Again, it's going to be case by case But ultimately I would only step in if I feel like you're really dry like your endurance isn't there Your stamina isn't there yet or if you're moving like complete crap
0: That That's another good layer of the onion that I didn't really think about because all right. Well, the example was five rounds 10 thrusters 10 burpees Mm -hmm. and the stimulus was 10 minutes so two minutes per round right yeah so you have somebody with the barbell that is clearly heavy but they're still moving well and they're just moving slower potentially getting lapped Mm -hmm. so now as you're going through that workout your first instinct is to either lower the volume or probably lower the volume first if they're still moving well right or depending on the workout,
1: it depends. Yeah, it depends on the workout because I feel like if you noticed that it was too heavy on the first round, that's a knock on me because I should have noticed that mm-hmm. on the warm up, like during a practice round, right? Um, so I don't. It yeah, d- honestly, it depends on the person and it depends on the workout.
0: So let me let me throw that curveball in there, that next layer of the onion peeling back. If that workout was not five rounds for time and it was ten minute AMRAP. 10 thrusters 10 burpees 95 pounds mm-hmm. moving slower even though the weight is clearly heavy but they're still moving properly does that workout change how you approach that situation i think it does for me
1: yeah it does if they were doing twos i'd probably lower the weight but if they're doing like a five and a f- hold on yeah two fives mm-hmm or a six and a four mm-hmm. I'm and everyone else is doing tens. I'm fine with that, but it's when you get to, if you're in the fur if you're in the first half of the workout and you're already breaking it up into twos, it's too heavy. I probably would come over. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like, I would nicely change your bar while you're doing your burpees <laughs> so you can stay moving. Yeah. Um, but if it's in the later half of the workout, I probably would let them again. If it's a 20 minute workout and there are 10 minutes in, I'd probably change the weight. Yeah. Um, but if you're only if you only have like five minutes left um, and you're still doing fives, but if you're doing twos, it I, again, it's r- it really depends on the situation. But right. if the biggest thing is that they're moving well. Correct. But if you're and it's tough because you can't always. And this is a thing about coaches that i don't think that people when they're getting into it they realize they have to do this but we have to know what people's pain faces are i don't know if you do this but like you need to know what's like a good day for someone what's a bad day for someone what their normal moving like hard faces when they're doing a workout when they're like in the flow all these things um so it's even tougher when you're new when you have someone new but
0: the only person i have trouble with that with is my father really yeah because he just has like stone cold stone cold (laughs) resting pain face resting pain face is exactly what it is oh wow he could be enjoying the shit out of the workout yeah and he has that same look on his face like he's about to die or like he could be in significant pain like his scar and incision is hurting him the movement is not doing well
1: yeah and
0: it's the same face (laughs) I can never tell everybody else I I know because I can I can see it like I know what that expression looks like but he's just like that's crazy he's an enigma is that the right word enigma yes Maybe,
1: um, But also, like, we can come over and do a check-in and be like, how are you holding up? You, know, oh, like you want to
0: know how those check-ins go? With hey, them. are you all right? Fine.
1: <laughs> Get out of my face. Yeah,
0: that's it. You could be dying. <laughs> I don't know. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, but anyways, the importance of that whole scenario or those couple scenarios is that there's going to be less. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Intervening. There's going to be less yeah. intervening when mechanics and consistency are displayed even though the weight might be a little bit too heavy or you overshot it because i also believe that sometimes not all the time but yeah. sometimes overshooting a workout and getting in the thick of it knowing that you royally messed that shit up it's is part of the process. it's part of the process and i think it's very valuable yeah so like you know maybe you do not hit the stimulus for that day And like, it's a complete botch on the workout. The weight was too heavy. You get into the thick of it and you're lifting in twos and threes. And you're like, holy shit, what did I do here? Mm -hmm. I think it's sometimes important. Now it's a case by case basis. Like you said, it's sometimes important for the right person, the right time to just go through that and experience it Mm -hmm. and then have that in their tool belt for the next time to be like, okay. I understand what that avenue of intensity looks like. And it's not there yet. So if something similar comes up later, it's like, okay, I remember that and how bad it was. Mm -hmm. Maybe I take it down 10 pounds and try to move better or strategize differently in a workout because there's a lot of lessons to be learned there.
1: So many. No, I like that a lot. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the workouts that I've done (laughs) there.
0: Yeah. And it's like, those are the ones (laughs) where you're in the middle and you're like, well, you know, screw this. I could just quit now or I could take this weight off. But at the end of the day it's like what can be learned out of this Mm -hmm. because there is value in that so you know if you are a person that immediately thinks when something gets hard in the workout that you got to take the weight down just because you can't do the same set number that you did in the first two rounds Mm -hmm. and like let me elaborate on that it's like if you did your first two rounds 10 reps unbroken and then all of a sudden you weren't able to do that and you have to break it up into like 5-3-2 Five, three, two, 3 2 or 5-5, mm-hmm. five and five, whatever it is, yeah. that is not a sign to take the weight off the bar. That is natural progression of fatigue. Yep. And that's fitness mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, but on the flip side of that, where mechanics and consistency aren't present, now this is when we should intervene, yes. which we do. Mm-hmm. And if you know it's happening yourself, this is when you know you need to take the weight off the bar. And we talked a little bit about this before and we wanted to weave it in here, leave your ego at the door because this is often the biggest thing that gets in the way of knowing this aspect of it. Mm -hmm. It's all right, well, no, 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 no. I can do this weight and maybe you can on another day, Yeah. but you could have had a shitty day, shitty week. You could have got shit sleep and today that weight's just not it. But what we see is, you know, for example, uh, Monday, Deadlifts, mm. Eight reps heavy for five sets, right? If your back looks like the banana I ate for lunch mm-hmm. on rep number three, on set three, and then you add 10 pounds after that, Mm-mm. that is a perfect example of mechanics and intensity or mechanics and consistency not being met. Therefore, you do not get to add intensity to that barbell. Yeah. If anything, take it down until the first two are met and then start to reassess as you go yeah so in those cases now same example uh 10 minute or five rounds Mm -hmm. five rounds 10 thrusters 10 burpees 10 minute (laughs) stimulus for some reason you know maybe it was missed in the benchmark or somebody added weight last second because they felt like they could do rx Mm -hmm. you see now all of a sudden that that thruster looks like the back is rounding over the elbows are down it's a really Not deep squat. They're kind of going just above parallel. And then really struggling to get it overhead. That is a telltale sign that mechanics are not there. Yep. So how does that situation change now? Whereas you were thinking, you know, depending on the person, depending on the day, depending on what the situation that presents itself with, that is now the situation. What is the action?
1: So my, this is how my coach brain works. One, most likely... If even regardless of their weight, so say they put the, uh, say we let them in there with the RX weight on there, which they shouldn't be doing, but we let them, that means at some point either, well, one, they snuck in small case, like we didn't see it. Um, Or everything during the warm up we're like, okay, they did really well with that. And then you're just getting lazy. Mm -hmm. So there's two things to think about it. It's like, all right, you're being lazy with your squat depth or getting it overhead or your midline is being, you're just being lazy. Then there's this, the scenario where something happens. Either fatigue is happening. Again, if that starts to happen, just rest more. There's nothing wrong with that rest. But if it's bad, say if thrusters are tough. Like when, for me, I think of like a power clean when you're really tired and you kind of catch it on. Or, ooh, see, I even said catch when you're like, I, c- I guess in this scenario you are catching it. Um, y- yeah, it's not. It and it's on your chest and your elbows are like pointed backwards and your hips are thrusted forward. And then you finally climb under it and you stand it up. I would immediately walk over and take some weight off your bar because mm-hmm. that is not something I want to have happen. Yeah. Um, es-
0: especially if that person doesn't understand the whole idea of changing your strategy as the workout goes forward. Yeah. Cause like that, that in my eyes would be the type of person that doesn't understand taking a little bit of extra rest and dropping their sets down to more manageable numbers. Mm-hmm. That's the person that comes in and is like, okay, well I'm going to do five and five. And then regardless of what happens or how they're feeling, they feel like they need to do five and five.
1: No, five, three, two, like you were saying. Yeah, five, three, two, take
0: time in between it, make sure that you feel all right, and always strive for the mechanics and consistency first, because you're gonna get a much better workout, much better results by doing that, rather than, oh my God, it got hard, (laughs) AKA we start to get lazy, and now all of a sudden we don't fully lock out overhead. We don't go all the way down to squat depth, because you know what, it sucks a little bit. Yeah hell yeah it does but like that's (laughs) where you need to be to kind of push that needle Mm -hmm. forward and especially getting better at all this stuff so that you can maintain those mechanics and consistency as you start to get into heavier weights If you just default to making sure that those two are in order every single time Mm -hmm. you'd be astonished by the fitness gains that you get out of just doing that and how much better you feel for it
1: yeah because the consistency part is is i mean mechanics are by far the most important but um consistencies like especially when people are getting lazy and they don't want to squat below parallel when we know damn well you can get down there and now you're just right not wanting to do it yeah just if you're trying to go faster so you can do it just slow down and be consistent with your range of motion you're going to be more successful than quarter squatting right um which i see a lot of is like people just don't want to squat all the way down yeah so it just slow down if or take a break Right. Those are like the biggest things, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah
0: no, I agree 100%. And, and how that plays out, just so people have a better picture of that equation, mechanics, consistency, and intensity is, you know, for example, if I have somebody with an empty barbell on their back and a med ball behind them, right? And I tell them to back squat down to the med ball. Okay, go. They squat down to the med ball. They stand up. They have good mechanics. Their back is, you know, natural curve. Chest is up. Eyes are forward. They're getting down, down, heels down the whole nine yards. They do that one rep and that looks good. Okay, we have mechanics for that squat. Now it's like, okay, let's get a set of five down Mm -hmm. to that med ball. First two look good. Three, they just kind of touch the med ball. Four, we're not really touching it anymore. And then five, it gets a little bit slower. Maybe the knees start to cave in or the heels lift off the ground, something along those lines, right?
1: You have not earned the right to add weight.
0: Correct. So that is, you know, a telltale sign, same movement that we displayed good mechanics for one rep, mm-hmm. but we could not consistently do that
1: in things that I, w- so either you're, you don't have the stamina or endurance in your muscles to do it yet, mm-hmm. or you got lazy Right. for a lot of newer people, it's going to be most likely the endurance of it. Right. And then the, like, then you're just fatigued at that point. Um, But when you see it with people that are, like, longer into CrossFit, I feel like when you know that they have that mechanics and, like, they've been doing this, sometimes people just don't want to do the full range. But I would say for newer people, yeah, you want to, again, just build up that endurance of their muscles being able to...
0: Absolutely. And and ways that you would do that is, you know, like I said in that example, if you got two reps really good before that breakdown started to happen, Mm -hmm. then you need to flirt with that line and you know get off at that point of the progression so now all of a sudden it's not going to be five reps but if you do two reps and take a minute or two rest and then do another two good reps and then another two good reps well now all of a sudden you're starting to get close to the same volume but you are reinforcing those mechanics consistently over time progressing up to getting those five reps looking really good and then once we have those consistent reps over time and you can do you know a full set no problem with that empty bar belt you're touching the ball every time everything looks good now it's time to look at adding weight to that bar mm-hmm. and you can apply that thought to literally anything that we do in here yeah it's always mechanics first repeatedly doing it over and over and then only then do we look to add more weight to the bar move faster because speed call an air squat for example if you do an air squat slow and you do an air squat fast the faster air squat is going to break down mechanically sooner. Fatigue will set in at some point. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you have the consistency to do that. And you're not going at a speed where that immediately breaks down. Maybe you need to slow down and do one, two, three, instead of one, two, three, four, five.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of people think when you're, especially when you say that things need to be unbroken, that they think it needs to be fast and no. it's like no take take your time i mean you can make it up on other things but usually the people that are moving faster is because they have the consistency and they've worked at that intensity for it but if you're new to say like a 50 pound dumbbell do it like today with a push press you're like oh i don't know if i can do 10 i'm broken don't try and do it in five seconds take right. your time and move through it and make sure your hips are going back your heels are staying down your chest is staying up you're opening your hip first before you're pressing and don't be afraid to, like, think about the movements a little bit while you're doing it. And the more you by uh, guaranteed by the end of that workout, you might feel like you can go a little bit faster because you've worked on that consistency with that weight.
0: Yeah. And when you start to see those red flags of the mechanics breaking down or that weight starting to feel a little bit heavier and maybe you made a wrong choice, yeah. don't wait until you hit the failure point. To, to change what you're doing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, okay, if you know that that's going to be really hard for five reps, then you should be doing twos and threes, putting those dumbbells down, taking a rest for a second, and picking them back up. Mm-hmm. And, like, the magic in a five-second rest that people don't understand is substantial.
1: So, yeah, oh, yeah, so much.
0: Substantial. So, so
1: do you, I don't know if you've noticed this, but, like, when, you're, when you get new people that have never really done, like, wor- when they haven't worked out before, getting them to understand... When you say, I want you to do as many ring rows in a minute as you can, stop if you need to. So they'll just continuously try, no matter what you tell them, to just hold on for the full minute. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I see that your hips are coming up really hard and you're, like, struggling to pull all the way up. So it's hard to teach people, It's not everybody, that two or three reps ago was probably the best point to break, right. to rest. So sometimes, again, when even when I've given people like 10 or 15, when I've given them 20 reps in a row, I go, when you feel tired or it starts to be hard to press them, put them down rest and then pick it up back up to complete it. Everybody wants to go unbroken. Right. So it's those are tough things, too, to kind of teach people. It's like you want to, like you were saying, smart w- start with smaller sets for things. Mm-hmm. And even if you started with the bigger sets, don't be afraid to change the game plan and go to those smaller sets because... You doing a say for ten. You doing not thrusters anymore, but deadlifts, and you're doing two, 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 two. Might be faster than someone going five, staring at the bar for thirty seconds and doing another five. Yeah. So if your goal is to go faster in the workout, sometimes breaking that up when you're very fatigued, different than when you started, will be in your benefit, yeah. and you're moving better too.
0: Yeah. And if you don't believe that. I challenge you next time you're in a workout, look at the clock and time your rest. Mm
1: -hmm. And at
0: the end of the workout, see how much time you spent resting. And it's actually substantial because those rests add up. And you'd be like, holy shit, I could have taken two minutes off my time if I figured this out the right way.
1: Did you do that with the rowing that we had last week? And what if you, so one, we, I think I had mentioned this to you when you see the, when we did the workout from the clock on the wall and then you had the time, on people's rowers, mm-hmm. the amount of time showed how long their transitions took.
0: That's where f- that me and Dougie got messed up like halfway through because oh, he was yeah. looking at one clock, I was looking at the other. Ah. <laughs> and I called him out. I go, hey, you got up a little bit early on that set, didn't you? I was like, you still had 30 seconds left. And I still wanted 30 seconds of rest, to be <laughs> completely honest. But he was looking at one clock, which hit. And I was looking at the other clock, yeah, which was less, and we were just at that disconnect mm-hmm. there, so.
1: Yeah, that's another important thing: is to make sure you're both you and your partner are looking at the same clock. <laughs> yeah, <and> I, <laughs> I tried
0: know. I tried to teach people transitions on how to be fast, and. We got
1: it. We got to get those feet in and out nice and quick, guys. We got to work on that.
0: Some people laughed at me, but did you see uh, James Hobart's Instagram when he did it with his wife? The transition that they had.
1: I saw it, but it's not ringing a bell like what they did.
0: So. She would push the seat all the way back, hop off. He would grab the seat at the back of the rower, hop on, slide forward, lift his legs up and let the roller slide forward. And he would immediately insert his feet into the thing, grab the handle and then start pulling.
1: Oh, so she would hold the handle out?
0: No, no, no. As he was sliding forward, he would slide forward into his catch position, slip his feet under the straps, grab the handle. And then as soon as he (laughs) hit that, pull back. But, like, the way that they did it, it was fantastic. Oh, I wish I saw that. It was smooth.
1: I've seen, I've had, years ago, there was a team that um, they would have someone on each, so those teams of three on rowing, someone would get in, and, like, they would hand the handle off, and then another person on each side would crank the feet for the person rowing. Yeah. And then they would row. Like, I don't. Yeah. I, I think you can pull the straps pretty fast yeah if you wanted but like your transitions were great like you got in you still were pulling but like you adjusted your feet you know how many people laughed at me it?
0: when i taught them that and then like they w- what we got was a lot of misconceptions and people would grab the handle like the partner would grab the handle while the person getting on the rower was tightening the straps and they're okay. pulling it at like a left angle <laughs> And I'm like, you know that's, like, defeating the purpose. Yeah, that's
1: defeating it. Oh, but my God. Whatever. Yeah, there's plenty of ways to do it.
0: Um, But anyways, moral of the story today, mechanics, consistency, intensity. Sometimes it's appropriate to keep the weight on. Sometimes it's not appropriate to keep the weight on. But start to think about these things the next time you're in a workout, and it starts to get difficult. And, you know, if we're not over there making those immediate corrections where something isn't egregiously out of order in terms of mechanics, Mm -hmm. you probably still look pretty good doing it. Try to challenge yourself to keep that weight on the bar and instead of just going lighter, change your strategy on that workout. Yep. Um and you'll get a lot of fitness benefit out of that.
1: And just if you have questions, talk to us. We're always clearly we're always willing to help you get through the workout. So absolutely.
0: All right. Anything else to add? No, that's it. All right everybody. We will see you again in two weeks with episode number 50 <laughs> i actually think 52 is probably more or 54 What? how many weeks are in a year
1: 52 52 sounds right
0: yeah 52 because that's a year's worth of episodes mm-hmm. i don't know 50 episode 50 <laughs> we'll be back at you in two weeks hope you enjoyed and we'll see you later
1: see you